Hello, and welcome to American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Foster Brown. For many years, the designation of an American byway meant the recognition of a very special route and a very special place in American history along the American Road. In the spring 2012 issue of American Road magazine, we caught a quick glimpse of a brand new byway in the birthing, the Quaker Heritage Byway. On this trip talk, our guest is Ruth Dobbins, the curator of the Quaker Heritage Center on the campus of Wilmington College in Ohio. Ruth took some time to talk with us about the fascinating history of these American founders who were not only pioneers, but also dedicated warriors in the battle against slavery. You can get trip information, brochures, and maps of the coming Quaker Byway by visiting their website at www.wilmington.edu backslash QHC. Before we join Ruth Dobbins, thanks to Springfield, Illinois, for sponsoring this American Road Trip Talk. History comes alive June 8th through September 2nd in Springfield, Illinois. It's time travel fun for the whole family. For more about great getaway packages, call 800-545-7300 or go to visit SpringfieldIllinois.com. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. In a recent issue of our American Road magazine, we had an article entitled, Here Comes the Quaker. And it was talking about a scenic byway that is planned for part of the uh, the country that was settled by Quakers, and it's in the future still, but here to talk about that dream with us is Ruth Dobbins, who is the curator of the Quaker Heritage Center at Wilmington College. Thank you so much for joining us here on American Road Trip Talk. Happy to be here. Let's talk a little bit about the broad strokes of what the dream is. First of all, where is this Quaker Heritage Scenic Byway going to be? It's about a 50-mile route that runs through Clinton and Warren counties. Um, it's a loop that starts in Wilmington, which is in central Clinton County, and loops to the east and north and then up and around and goes through places that um, that folks might be familiar with, even if they don't know anything about Quakers and Quaker history, um, goes through part of the uh, Cedars Creek State Park. Um, over through Harveysburg in Warren County um, to Waynesville in Warren County, um, which is known for things besides just their antiques, <laughs> and then back down through the state park again and back into Wilmington. First of all, give us a little bit of a background on where this is taking place in terms of states, because people may not be familiar with the counties that you've mentioned. Uh, oh, sure. Give us just kind of a general geographic area that we could talk about. Right. We're looking at southwest Ohio. Okay. Um, the southern part of Warren County is part of kind of the um, metro Cincinnati expansion area. Gotcha. Um, Warren County is home to things like Kings Island. And Interstate 71 runs right through Clinton County um, and Warren County as well. So. Well, Ruth, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, because you're the curator of the Quaker Heritage Center at Wilmington mm-hmm. College. First of all, who were the Quakers and what's significant about their coming to that part of the country? Well, the uh, Quakers are a religious group. They're also known as the Religious Society of Friends. And they were started in the 1640s by a man named George Fox in England. Uh, Once the group kind of started to expand in England very early on, they started traveling to um, what would have been then the colonies here uh, in North America. By the time of the American Revolution, Quakers were fairly well established up and down the East Coast, Pennsylvania, 
was started as a Quaker colony, and That's so right. there's a, mm-hmm. um, there was a large uh, Quaker population around the Philadelphia area. And there was a um, a pattern of Quaker migration that happened over generations coming from England to New England to the Philadelphia area, then down to the Carolinas and Georgia, then up through Tennessee to southwest Ohio, then over to Indiana, and eventually out west to places like Kansas and Iowa, mm-hmm. and finally hitting the uh, west coast around the 1880s, 1890s. The real push for the generation of Quakers that were making that trek from the Carolinas to southwest Ohio and then on to Indiana was um, there was a, a it was kind of a two-pronged thing. First of all, the folks who had been in the Carolinas, they'd been there long enough that the farmland was getting poor and was getting scarce. Mm. And so this part of Ohio um, was well known by that time for its very rich farmland. Um, So there was definitely an economic incentive to make that move. So then the other reason that that then for Quakers that they were coming here, um, there there were all sorts of folks migrating out of the Carolinas at that same time. We're talking between 1800 and 1830. Most of them just went straight west. Um, for better farmland. Mm-hmm. But for Quakers, the combination of the good farmland and the fact that in 1800, Ohio was still a territory, but by 1830, Ohio was a state. And through those years, it was free territory. It was a free uh, state. There was no slavery. And Quakers have a long history of abolitionist and anti-slavery. That was a major major impetus then. I see. So then and the Quakers I know were very kind of to compress history a little bit, but Quakers became very important in the Underground Railroad which was Absolutely. that uh, the the series of homes and places that slaves could hide as they went north escaping uh, slavery and eventually ended up in southwest Ontario and Canada. Absolutely. It sounds like that the Quaker Heritage Byway is going to be making a loop of some of those communities that were very much a part of that particular part of Quaker Heritage. Very much so. Um, In Wilmington itself, there was a um, kind of a mass of folks who were very involved in anti-slavery and abolition societies. People People who were involved on kind of the political level, people who were involved on the economic level. There was at least one free store that we know of in Wilmington. A free store is, um, if you think today about fair trade Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and purchasing things that you know are are made, um, the workers are getting a fair wage where things are produced organically, things like that. The free store was the the uh, 19th century version of that. In a free store, you could go in and know that the items you were purchasing were not produced by slave labor. The town of Harveysburg was the home of the Harvey family, um, one branch of the Quaker Harvey family. Um, And in 1831, they established, uh, Dr. Elizabeth Harvey established the Free Black School there, which was the first school in Ohio that was open to students of all colors, not just African-American freed blacks, um, but also Native Americans, anybody, anybody at all. Oh, that's fascinating. Um, And so there was a, there was also a very strong um, anti-slavery community there. Um, And then when you get over to Waynesville, again, another large Quaker Uh settlement, a lot of underground railroad sites there. As a matter of fact, there is a group in Waynesville at the moment working on an application for um, a program that's 
put together by the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center that is um, the equivalent to getting something listed as a on the National Register of Historic Sites. Oh, wow. Um, except that it is specific to Underground Railroad. By the way, we're talking with Ruth Dobbins, who is the curator of the Quaker Heritage Center at Wilmington College. Where is Wilmington College located in relationship to Cincinnati, for instance? This is a landmark. Wilmington is about 50 miles north of Cincinnati, right off of uh, Interstate 71. Now, Ruth, give people an idea of what are some of the sites that they can look forward to seeing when they take this future Quaker Heritage Scenic Byway? Um, We tried to include a variety of different kinds of sites. So there are some homes. Um, Homes that are on the byway are there either because of the folks who lived there, um, places that we can point to, and, and specific individuals who for example, might have been very active in the Underground Railroad or in anti-slavery. So homes along the site are listed because of their architectural features. There is a specific Quaker architectural style, and so we have a couple of houses along the byway that are specific examples of that. In addition to private homes, there are some schoolhouses, schools that were started by Quakers in the area. That was one of the very first things that, that they did. Quakers were noted for their education, for their their dedication to education, and especially, as you Absolutely. said, education of all the citizens around there uh, without regard to race or, or religion. There are also a number of Quaker meeting houses along the route. A meeting house is, uh, is just a Quaker term for a church. Mm, okay. Um, and so there's a, a, a good variety of those, some that are very early. I think the earliest one along the route um, dates to about 1805, wow. and it's actually located in Pioneer Village, which is part of the Caesars Creek State Park. So as a, as a very kind of early example, but then there are others that date to the late 1890s. Um, and so it's kind of interesting to mm-hmm. be able to see how different those buildings look and to be able to have that conversation about why that changed. Well, Ruth, you um, know, it's, it's interesting. I noticed in a picture when I was doing some research on this, I got a picture of the Museum of the Friends Home uh, mm-hmm. in Waynesville. There are four museums along the wow. site as well. So we're really encouraging people to not just drive this, but to drive and stop and get out and explore to learn a little bit more about the heritage of the area in general as well as the Quaker um, history that's associated with the byway. Ruth, I know that this is something that's envisioned for the future. That is the uh, Quaker Heritage Scenic Byway, the 50 miles. Can people take this route now to see what's going on? Absolutely. We are already um, in the process of preparing the application for the Ohio Department of Transportation. Um, We brought a Wilmington College Communication Arts and Design student in as an intern Uh um, who (laughs) has already developed um, a brochure for the byway and a map. Um, so, you know, even before the official designation is set, we have this information Good. available and people can drive this route so and, one, and check this that's out. That's wonderful. So people, uh, Ruth Dobbins, people won't have to wait for that official title to come out to be able to enjoy the route and find out about this Quaker history, as you said. It sounds like you want to take your time. It's a beautiful area to travel in, but take your time and visit these different museums to find out more about the Quakers and their heritage. Ruth, thank you so Absolutely. much for sharing that with us. Now, is there a way that people can who would like to find out more things about like you know get that 
virtual map of the route and find more things mm-hmm. out about that. Where would they go to find that? The easiest thing to do is head to the Quaker Heritage Center's website, which is www.wilmington.edu backslash QHC, the Quaker Heritage Center, as part of Wilmington College. Then our website exists off of the main Wilmington College site. The map and some basic descriptions are um, are going to be up Great. on there very shortly. Our hope eventually is that we'll have um, a separate, a standalone website uh-huh. that we can um, really build so that folks, even if they aren't able to drive the byway itself, they can, in a sense, our, our dream is to have a website that allows people to kind of do that virtually. I love that. If they I would like love to. that. I love that. Links to sites that are along the route, links to um, some, we have some wonderful locally owned businesses along the route also. And so trying to encourage not just, um, not just learning about the history, but learning about these communities and how they exist now um, and encouraging economic development through heritage tourism. Excellent. Very good. Ruth, thank you so much. Ruth Dobbins is a curator of a Quaker Heritage Center at Wilmington College. Uh, you've done great work now. And, folks, I guess the encouraging thing is while we wait for the designation of the Quaker Heritage Seeing Byway, that 50-mile stretch that, we just, that, that Ruth described a little bit earlier on, that in the meantime, you can find out more about this and make your own little tour of the area. Thank you, Ruth, so much, and good luck to you and all the other people who are working so hard to make this Quaker Heritage Scenic Byway come to happen. Thank you so much. If you enjoy these podcasts, then you'll love the digital edition of our magazine. Go to AmericanRoadMagazine.com and click on the Preview Our Magazine icon. You'll get a sample of the digital layout and the opportunity to sign up for electronic delivery of our next issues. While you're on our homepage, please check out our blogs, trip suggestions, special deals, sweepstakes, and so much more. You can even friend us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Till we meet again on the American Road for another Trip Talk, I'm your host, Foster Brown, reminding you that the joy is in the journey.